The dead dive. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead dive. What, Todd Hunter? What, Selby? Not Chen. He's dead dive. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead dive. Hello, welcome back to Everybody is Dead Dave, the Red Dwarf Review Podcast, where we look at every episode, work our way through them, myself and my other regular co-host, Adam Martin, the relative Hello. newbie. The relative newbie, yeah. We're going to milk this this phrase for all this. I, uh, I mean, we, it's been a have, year. We have so a merch store. Uh, we we should definitely get t-shirts with relative newbie on. On the yeah, relative store. newbie, uh, this scene's too long, uh, you know, all, all the regular catchphrases we, we end up having on this show. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but as well as us two, we also have some occasional guest reviewers with us. And today we've got we Dan Johnson. Hello, Dan. Hey. Hello, Dan. Hello. Yeah, I'm very excited to be uh, here. You are a, uh, a YouTuber. You've got your own YouTuber, a YouTube channel, which yeah. is DAJ Studios, I believe it's well, called. It, it's it's. So as a, when I was younger, I used to call myself DAJ Studios, um, but it was always Dan Johnson because I didn't know how to change my name to just one word. Um, and there was a weird law, uh, like a YouTube issue about that. Um, so it's just Dan Johnson, but on Twitter, Instagram and stuff, it's at um, DAJ Studios um, ah. or at DAJ Studios 6 if uh, the, in, the initial one is taken. Gotcha. Gotcha. Understood. Um, and what kind of things do you do on there? Um, so a whole plethora of uh, stuff. So I'm, I do sort of reviews of products, so steelbooks um, and collections. Um, but I'm also working on slightly bigger projects and kind of broadening my horizons a little bit uh, at the minute. With uh, I've got a vlog that I'm working on currently, um, but I've also got um, an audio series, which is probably the uh, the biggest thing that I'm doing at the minute. And a lot of that's Doctor Who related, isn't it? Which uh, obviously me and Adam are also fans of. Yes, uh, yeah, all of it is Doctor Who related currently, but there's this a little a little project um, that isn't, uh, but I don't know if that's going to actually become anything in the future. Ah, interesting. Look forward to that. Uh, well, what's your history with Red Dwarf then? Because uh, you, I mean, I, I, I'm always feeling quite old on this podcast. Adam's <laughs> 10 years younger than me, but I think you even surpassed that. How, how old are you at the moment? <laughs> I'm 20 years old. Hey, what hey. a big age. What so, a big I believe age. I'm the youngest you've had on. Very uh, possibly, actually. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, possibly. yeah, I think you're right. So when did you first encounter Red Dwarf? Okay, so I can't tell you exactly, but um, I did watch bits of it when I was fairly, uh, a little bit younger, maybe 15, um, on Dave, <clears> just, you know, repeats and things like that. And I saw maybe bits of the of the Dave series when it returned, Um and because of its connection to sci-fi, I thought, you know, this would be quite good for me. But I didn't actually start watching it properly until uh, maybe 2020. Um, and then I got up to Series 7. And at that point, uh, I had a bit of a hiatus. And then once you started up your podcast, I came back in and started from scratch. And uh, it's led, it up, led up to ah, now. Okay, so you, yeah. you, have you only seen up to this point then? Have you have you not seen anything? Well, you said you've seen a bit of the Dave era. Um, have you? Yeah, seen... I don't remember much of it, but yeah. But, okay, so mostly you just remember the stuff up to where we've got to. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the same boat as Adam, then I suppose. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Then at this point, cool. nice. Yeah. So, did you watch the um, 2020 special when it came out, or were, are you saving that to when you get there in your rewatch? <laughs> um, 
so I there was like a documentary thing that they did, didn't there as well? They did. And yes. I, I, I watched that, um, I believe, and that kind of inspired me to watch it. And I think I watched uh, the Promised Land. That's what it's called, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I think I watched, the, and then I think I saw that. But that relies quite heavily on some law uh, that has been sort of set up earlier in the show. Um, so I was a bit yeah. lost in it, I suppose. I didn't quite get certain aspects. Yeah. So when you get uh, there next time, you'll be a bit more, bit more. Yeah, I think I'll probably enjoy it more because I thought this is just weird. I don't, I'm not quite <laughs> sure what's happening now. Yeah. Cool. Well, today we are looking at Pete's part two. Um, a yes. bit odd that we're bringing in a guest just for a part two, but it's not the first time we've done this. We had uh, no, we no. had we had another Dan, in fact, come on for part three of Back in the Red. So um, mm. uh, the the um, Red Dwarf nerd, as he's known as on Twitter and. Uh, youtube he came on for the back in the red part three and you're coming in for the second part of this but you have also just watched part one um so what did you briefly in like once what did you think of part one what were your general thoughts about one um i think it had multiple sort of good lines of humor and i think that overall i quite enjoyed it um i did think some of it was a bit sort of childish i suppose mm. Mm. a little mm. bit gutter humor um yeah but i, I think can't that's say that... a th- that seems to be a theme this season. They seem to be, I don't know, the, the humour does seem to be going down a slightly more juvenile route this season. That's something I've noticed anyway. I, I don't know yeah. what you think, Adam. Yeah, I mean, like I think we've said before that throughout Red Dwarf's first eight series, like there is the occasional, like you say, Dan, like gutter style, you know, or like juvenile humour. But it, it seems like it was always every now and then or like one per episode. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, so it had an this, effect. Yeah, it was more impactful despite it being juvenile because of how rare it occurred, if you like. But in this series, it just seems to be constant. And like you say, Phil, I think it just sort of lessens the the impact. I had a few gripes, actually, with a few jokes in this as, as, we'll, as we'll go on. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, in part two, uh, I'll read the IMDb description. It says, Crichton has accidentally turned Birdman's pet bird Pete into a T-Rex which has gone on a rampage on board Red Dwarf. With the crew frozen in time, Rimmer, Lister, Brighton, Kachansky, the cats and Holly attempt to stop Pete and get the time wand back, which Pete has eaten, and restore Pete back to normal before the freeze wears off. Um, well, part of that synopsis is a load of rubbish because I think Holly has about one line. <laughs> I was thinking thing. exactly. So he doesn't really, thing. he yes. doesn't really help. Like <laughs> as I read that, and I was like, the cat and Holly attempt. Uh, Holly, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. He said one thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm, I'm missing. Yeah, it, I was really excited when Holly came back at the beginning of the season, and he's had some good moments, but he's been, I think he's been quite underused in this series. Yeah, uh, which is a real shame. And he's not really in this one much. I don't. I don't think. I think maybe. I think in the first episode, uh, I think that they used him fairly well there. Yeah. That rat Astra, it was. It was quite funny, and I think sort of went to his humour. But bar that, I think that you. I think that that a lot of it's quite. Do you know, um, previously you said things about how you know they were writing for Norman Lovett, so a lot of his lines were you know his they worked perfectly mm. for his delivery yes. um yeah. i think that a lot of them a lot of the ones he mentions in this one um i think even though they're you know they're, they're funny and everything um i don't think that they quite fit his humor style or have as much of a, a laugh out loud um yeah. Yeah. impact yeah i know i know what you mean um we do start off sort of 
we kind of go back a little bit because we get a recap previously on um, before the titles. Then we start sort of with the last scene from the last one. So it's kind of like they go back on themselves a little bit with Birdman yeah. being eaten again. Poor Birdman. Um, yes. I did like him. He was my favourite character out of the last um, yes. when I picked my favourite character. Lovely little Welshman. <clears throat> yeah. And then they're trying to get away from the big T-Rex, which I'm torn on whether or not that looks how that looks. It's Because like in some shots, I think it ah, looks yes. all right. But then in other shots, like when it bursts through a wall and the cutout of the wall looks really bad and shoddy. Yeah. Like, I think the close-ups look better because, I, I mean, people out there, you can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think the close-ups, it looks like more of a practical effect, like an actual yeah. animatronic thing, whereas mm. when it's a full body shot, it's very clearly CGI. And like we said in part one, like, you know, for 1999 BBC TV budget, is it the worst CGI in the world? No, like I've seen a lot I've seen a lot worse from, the, from like that time frame, but I, I just prefer... Even if they'd have just shown Pete mostly in close-up and then done like one full... Do you know what I mean? I think I would have preferred that because it looks a lot better. Um, I don't know what you thought, Dan, about the like the effects of this era of the show. Well, because I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of into how they practically did it mm. because, I don't know why, it's just something I'm quite interested in how they achieved it. Um, and so I've written that there's some kind of animatronic there because there's a movement within that neck. So yeah. it might have been puppetry or something like that, but that that is moving. Um, but they've also so they've had to do like a, a model of a, a dinosaur, but probably just the head. Um, but then at the same time, they've added some weird effects to it, um, mm. like and I can't quite tell what they've done to it. So like it kind of moves at one point, and it's like they had to compensate for the lack of puppetry or the lack of movement on the dinosaur or something like that because it kind of judders weirdly. Um, right. It's quite hard to describe. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that they've kind of were limited by that model. Um, but but I mean, the fact that they would attempt it is, I think, due some credit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the show's always been good with like the like we've discussed before, like model shots, you know, of ships and things like that. So I'm glad that they they haven't completely abandoned models yet. Because I think in series seven, we said for when that was the season where CGI really started coming in. Um, and I think there's a greater ratio of CG compared to mm. practical model stuff. And But in this series, to be fair, with Pete at least, it seems like they're trying to get more of a balance. At least it feels like that anyway. Yeah, I think, mm. you know, they're using CG where you couldn't achieve any what they wanted to achieve with, um, with, with model work. Whereas... Uh, before they were kind of shoving it in, even when a model would have done the same thing, possibly better. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah I agree. In, in their efforts to get away from the T Rex, they cut Crichton basically sacrifices uh, Scutter Bob. Yes. Yes. I'm not sure if that's his. <laughs> that was his plan because he chucks the. I'm not sure what he was thinking because he chucks the, the time wand to Scutter Bob, who yeah. is right by the dinosaurs. Like that's not. That's not a good plan. <laughs> if you yeah. want, you, surely you know they're both going to get eaten. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at, f at first I thought it was a plan, like the whole uh, Bob gets eaten. I was like, right, okay, like this is you know Crichton's a clever guy. This is, but then when when they're all hiding, talking about what the plan is, and Kachansky makes uh, you know that in in the situation a very viable suggestion about how long it's going to take for the time one to pass through, for want of a better term. Uh, but then Crichton's like, oh, I've got no idea, which implies that it wasn't the plan. Yeah. So, like you say, and yeah, also, it's just a I, bit... I kind of assume, like, when they cut to 
uh, to Bob in in the dinosaur's stomach. I kind of thought, oh, maybe that was the plan. They're gonna he's gonna do something from the inside. Yeah. But no. Yeah, it's just a bit convoluted, I think. I mean, I thought, I don't know what uh, you two thought, but that whole planning scene, I've called it, you know, like when they're hiding behind the door and they're discussing, like, what they're going to do and Rimmer's going, like, we're going to die or whatever he says. Um, there were some good quips in there, like, but I get uh, my recurring phrase, you, you'll know, yeah. Dan, as you've listened, but I honestly, I it didn't need to be that long. I'm going to go out and Woo! just say, no, honestly, I thought that that <laughs> whole... Said it. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> strike one. Everyone take a, everyone take a drink. But um, uh, uh, little spoiler: it's not going to be the first and only time I say it. I I was going to say there's there's multiple times I'm imagining you're going to bring yeah. up that it was too long in this episode. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, did the I, same. I I have that note several yeah. times. Yeah. But I mean, what are you to uh, th- this planning scene? Do you two agree, um, or well, do you it, think it's like yeah. a fine length? I don't know. I just felt by the end of it, I was like, can we just progress now? Can we like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I agree, and the. It does have it does have Holly's only line of the episode in, which I yeah. did like, which is yes. that Holly's set up they asked for what his summary of the situation is. What's your take on the situation? What do you want? The long or the short version? Ooh. Long. You're finished. <laughs> What's a short version? Bye. Yes, yeah. That was good. good I like it. It was, yeah uh but yeah it did go it went on too long um the whole planet and this is where they come up with the plan to make the dinosaur eat some roughage isn't it yes yeah, yeah. What, did, what did you think dan from that scene i think that it's kind of like a transition scene really and i don't think that the jokes are quite the intention for it to they're not the best jokes because the purpose of the scene is not to do a joke it's mm. to move on to the next you know the bit yeah yeah um so yeah but i think i think that adam's right yeah that scene is goes on a little bit beyond its welcome because you can kind of see where it's going i think that's what it is you know it's too long when i just started looking around at the scenery and actually like sort of zoned out from what was being said like i wrote i've just noticed that cat's belt says cat very obvious but i like it but that was only (laughs) because i sort of zoned out from all this because again like you say that they were just sort of i guess addressing the fact they needed to come up with a plan but yeah. seemingly taking forever to get there with jokes that didn't always quite land so mm. yeah it's um it's like that idea that when you're when you're writing humor if you do that if you're if you're essentially doing a similar joke you need to up the ante a little bit there needs yeah. to be like if you're having you know Rimmer repeat the same line you, there needs to be like an extension on that for it to become funny otherwise you're just repeating the same line three mm. times to the same yeah. effect and uh yeah. they kind of did a little bit with that with the third time where he kind of goes into a kind of like like he's being calm and it's like oh okay can, can i just say one more yeah. can yes. i just say one more thing that that does kind of up the ante a little mm. bit but yeah i do get what you mean yeah but yeah you always knew that that's what was going to be the you know the, the next bit line, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 definitely um, Bob does do something in the stomach with the one though, but not anything that's helpful because he unfreezes the crew and uh, the crew recapture the the escaped convicts of our protagonists and they get marched to the captain's office. This uh, this these this two parters was apparently originally titled Captain's Office or was it Captain's Office or was it something? Yeah, it was uh, yeah Captain's Office. That was the original oh. working title of these two episodes because if you remember from the first part as well. They repeatedly get marched to the captain's office for doing 
stuff wrong. Yes, they do. That continues into this episode as well. So, um, yeah, it's continuing that theme. And uh, this is another one where it just went on too long. Don't even get me started. Yeah, go on. I'm getting you started. I I mean, it's just... I, I like right. I I like Captain Hollister, right? I mean, we I think we've said this before. Like uh, he's been on form for a lot of this season. His jokes are quite good. The way the actor portrays the character is quite good. I think, and mm. it was the same here. Like the start of the scene, I was like, "Yep, this is more of what I like to see." Like it's Hollister on form, being like sarcastic, being very dry and stuff like that. And but I mean, the whole um, do you know gag? You know, do you oh. know what happens when like? The, f- the first time, mm. it's funny. The second time, it's funny and uh, it's still funny to a degree because, like you say, Dan, in a way, like he is upping the ante every time. You know, he's adding yeah. things on and making it sound worse and you get a lot of, like, grim imagery. Again, more of that very gutter, um, juvenile humour talking about sick and diarrhoea and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, for me personally, and as I always say, comedy subjective, I'm not saying it's, like, definitively right or wrong. But for me, if you're going to do that sort of joke and build up, I- I'd argue just go straight to the-, the big finale on this one rather than like consistently repeat it. But that's mm. just me. And I just think go straight to the-, the big finale, tell them to go and sort it out. And th- and that's all I needed for me personally. I mean, what did you two think of this scene? Yeah, when I was when I mentioned earlier about it being childish, I think that was I wrote down in my notes that it's just it becomes to the point where I'm like, this isn't. I don't find this very funny because it's just it's just so grim. silly that <laughs> I can't imagine it. Those jokes yeah, work yeah. when you imagine it. Um and it just felt like they were just oh just throw in some, you know, toilet humor, bit of vomit and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll you know, that'll yeah, do. That's I, I, a joke. It's fine. It's, it's always had the show has always had some element mm. of it. as we said earlier, some element of this toilet humor and this sort of juvenile humor. Oh, it's yeah. just so much in this series. It's like it's like they've just gone massively overboard with it. You need a balance of the different type of jokes, and they just have gone too heavily on on the juvenile humor this time. Yeah. Um, and this one just goes on to like, like like you said, Adam. It was like the first time, the second time, yeah, funny. And I think it. You think he did it four times. Uh, you know, there was four times yeah, it, it added like, another one. Yeah. Do you know what happens when? And it's uh, by the end of it, I was like, just, just get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like we've said, because the toilet humour in past series was so, like, every now and then or a lot less common, it was, again, it was more funny because it wasn't the common style of humour. Like, uh, Red Dwarf, as we've said, is quite clever in its humour a lot of the time. But when they just overload it with this toilet, it feels more like, uh, it feels more CBBC than Red Dwarf. That's not knocking CBBC, but do you know what I mean? Shows like that, that... That that is like the main focus of comedy, like toilet humor. That's yeah. what it felt like. Oh yeah, I can I can kind of imagine the you know the type of show that you're thinking of. You know, yeah, getting, yeah. yeah. Do you know there was that period in like the two thousands when like any sort of kids comedy show it it was literally just like gross out humor oh, yeah. all the way through, and that's that's what we're gonna roll. With. It kind of felt like that. Hmm. And then you've got the the scene ends with the again repeated far too many times oh god the, the <laughs> see you in 10 minutes where they just repeat him with the time uh, wand again and again and again and like yeah. yeah i mean it wasn't even that funny to start with i didn't I, get why they were doing it yeah, like, i didn't understand that at all like why were they i mean they they had the time one they could have used that to escape they could have used it for any number of things but they just repeat him saying 
see you in 10 minutes again and again. And I don't get why they were doing it in the first place. And they did it so many times. It just so wasn't funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought they were going for like, he was going to add a minute each time, if you get me. Like he uh. got, oh, see you in 11 minutes. Because then that would make sense why they do it so many times to like give them more time. But yeah, it just twice or three times would have been enough. But yeah, I just don't know why they decided to elongate that. It just it just felt weird by the end of it. It did, yeah. Yeah. But then we get we get a scene then they're back in the um in in their prison cell and we get what a scene that did actually make me laugh. So the first time in the episode really. Um which is Rimmer insulting the captain when he stood behind him. And now I'm I'm curious to see if you thought this went on too long because I didn't. I thought it was actually just about the right amount of time. But um, what do you think? Uh, I'll let you go first, Dan, and then I'll I'll give my thoughts. Um, I can't say that I thought it went on too long. Or maybe that's just because of the previous scene going on yeah, for you know far true. too long. Uh, this was a nice break. Um, but I I couldn't say I felt like it was particularly bad. I thought that it was a very simple joke. And maybe because it was simple, it went on too long. But yeah. then again, I still thought, oh, that's you know, that's quite funny, even though it's basic. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that sense that the the joke was very straightforward. And I think I think I would have complained about the length of the scene, but I've got to say, what saved it for me was Chris Barry. Yeah. Um, just because mm. obviously we know how good of a performer and comedian he is. He can take you could because you could argue. In the hands of, I hate saying it, but you know the term is they say a lesser actor. I hate that term, but you know you've heard the phrase before. Yeah. Like if someone who could have taken that material and just if they hadn't embedded it in the same way, I would have probably felt it was too long and a bit flat. But because Chris Barry properly goes for it and it and he is funny, that sort of saved it for me. It wasn't a perfect scene, but I don't yeah, have and any. I, like, I've had things yeah. like I think I mentioned back in in one of the back in the red episodes. There's a Holly line like that where I said anybody else it wouldn't have worked, but it works with him. Mm. And I think this yeah. is the same. It works because of Rimmer's delivery, and even when yeah. he know, like, yeah, you know what's going to happen, and you know he's going to go. He's behind me, isn't he? But the way he just delivers it is it it generally made me laugh out loud, which is the first time that had happened in this episode. What ten minutes in? to a comedy yeah. series and that was the first time I laughed out loud. So yeah, I think that I mean Chris Barry is such an amazing talent like of mm. a comedian. Um because I think that uh, for anything that I've ever tried to make, I've always felt that when I lose a little bit of faith in a joke or a or a, a gag or whatever, I kind of reel back a bit, you know, mm. and he yeah. doesn't do that. He kind of I don't know whether he has I'm sure he has uh, jokes that he's not particularly fond of, but he's still mm. able to to deliver them well so that those that it connects with, st it still works for. Mm. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, then, then we get to a scene. Let's, we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about the penis in the room. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Cri Very Archie Crichton's, um, Crichton's escaped penis. <laughs> I mean, I, when oh, he boy. said it, I, when he said it, like, "Oh, that's my pin," I did laugh, but only yeah. because that was the that was the very last thing I was expecting to come out of his mouth. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Apparently, according to the IMDb trivia section, so take it with a grain of salt. Don't know where anybody can edit this, but apparently, these scenes, every scene 
regarding Crichton's regarding Archie um, <laughs> uh, were filmed for the Cassandra episode, oh. which I'm guessing they got cut for time, but then they okay. must have liked them so much that they wanted to put them somewhere, so they put them here. Penis joke right. must must use. We must use penis yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, look, I, it, it's, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, to be honest, in my mind, because it, it does feel a bit out of um, yeah, out, get of, out of nowhere, doesn't it? It's like mm. very odd. Yeah, very odd placing that that it comes comes up here and then comes up in one scene later when it's um, in cat's clothes, and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just kind of randomly out of nowhere. And I think that's what makes it even more strange because it's not in an episode where they're discussing. I mean, in a way, it's it's good that they are continuing a narrative thread with the whole Crichton being assigned to be in the women's prison rather than the male prison uh mm. that's something that they've had going throughout the the series and we in, we didn't get much of that kind of like in the other in previous series developing storylines i'd say developing but you know continuing storylines so yeah i'll give it credit for that but it's a yeah. bit weird. <laughs> it is yeah. weird, but I can't help but find it funny. Like, there's just <laughs> something... As we're talking about it now, I'm smiling. Yeah. Just because of how... Yeah. Like, maybe because of how bizarre it is or how they thought, yeah, this is a good joke. We've we've really nailed it here. This yeah. is high class. <laughs> this is going to get us that BAFTA kind of then, thing. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, I, I just thought that it was... um it, Maybe because, like you said, Adam, it's a bit out of the... A bit, a bit of surprise when he says... That that's his uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that... And the line that Kutansky, um says to him... Crichton, do you realise what this means? Uh, no, ma'am. It means you're a real man. It does? Why? Because now, like all men, you have absolutely no control over your penis. <laughs> I thought that that was, a, that was a good joke because I think Kuchansky's yeah. is... She's, a, she's a, an opportunity that I don't think the writers use very much. Um, mm. because you can really inject, uh, you, you, it's quite a, a male oriented show because, of, you yeah. know, look at some of the storylines. Um, but I think that Katanshi can add that second perspective and give a kind of more female side or female humor, I suppose, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of relativity. Um, and I thought that, I thought, it, I thought that joke that, uh, she says in her delivery of it was, uh, quite good. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, it it was nice to see her get a really strong joke like that, and that that joke did make me laugh because, like you, and you're quite right. I think male male dwarf. That's not the name of the show. Um, <laughs> Red dwarf is, as you say, quite a male orientated show. And I think we said it was earlier in this series or the last series that you know when this Kachansky gets introduced in series seven, she's presented as this very you know strong willed, very independent, uh, progressive woman. And then there's points later on, I think it was in this series, where the writers seemingly ignore that for a time and write her as quite the opposite in some scenes, Yeah, which feels very weird. So it's nice that she's got good one-liners like that. And it's also, I wrote, it's also nice to have Crichton and Kachansky scenes that are genuinely funny. Because, I mean, they spent a lot of their time in series seven bickering, which mm. served the... Mm. Which did serve the story at the time, but I know, Phil, after a while, me and you said we got a bit sick of when it was just those two, you know, of them yeah, just doing that and Because it was else. funny at first, but then they, yeah. it just didn't change and it was the same every episode. It was the same thing, yeah. So it's nice that they've got scenes together that are genuinely funny and that um, where they are bickering in a way, but they're not bickering about the Lister thing. Do you know what I mean? That's So I like yeah. that. 
Yeah, I, there were bits of this I liked. Um, and like when when they then are out on the Canaries because the Canaries get sent to deal with the dinos, dinosaur. Dino, don't know why I said it like that. Mm. Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, the dinosaur. dinosaur. Um, uh, and as I alluded to earlier, Archie ends up in the cat's clothing somehow. So it's wriggling. You can see he's writhing on the floor mm. and it's kind of wriggling in his shirt and stuff. Um, and I did really like the line. Don't be alarmed, sir. It's just my penis is on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote it down in my notes as uh, penis mouse for some reason. <laughs> just to remind yes. myself. Fairly accurate description, to be fair. So. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, I think it's okay. It just feels a bit out of place in the episode. Mm. But I think yeah. there's some funny bits in there. I think that... Yeah. In, in an episode that's taken a little bit more seriously um, with, you know, a little bit of childish humour or something like that, I think could have gone a long way into to, to, to make it funny, I suppose. But with this episode being very silly, very cartoonish and very childish anyway, having another plot or a subplot rather that is even more childish than the previous one is, yeah. Um, yeah. makes it feel a bit out of place and falls into the background a bit as well, I think. Um, on the um, on this mission, anyway, the Canaries are sent out and um, kill Crazy and... Oh, I've forgotten his name. The other one. <laughs> the other I was one. literally about to the say other the other other one that is an actor that has oh, been no. in EastEnders. Um, Big up Max Brannan. <laughs> Max Brannan and... I can't even remember his, his, the other guy's no, EastEnders the character. <laughs> the other one. Um, the other one. He, he, uh, they both kind of betray the other, the Lister and Rimmer and that lot, and they try and steal the what? Well, they do steal the wand, um, mm. and try and beat up Lister and Rimmer, but nothing's having any effect on them. They're just punching them. They're like trying to lift them and throw them, and nothing's happening. Uh, because some the time they've hit a button on the time wand trying to do something, and what they've actually done is out of. I can't remember how Crichton describes it, but something like. He's put their timelines out of sync or something. Yeah. He's phased them ahead, like a second ahead or something. Yeah. I, I imagine something like that. Yeah. Can I just re- like you know when they they betray them? I might have missed it in their in their dialogue, but like w- remind me why are they betraying them? Like what's the motive behind it? I assume they just want the time wand to be able to I don't know either escape or you know do their own things with yeah. it for their own benefit. But I, I must, I either missed that or it wasn't there too. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't want to jump too much ahead. Um, but I think that this whole like betrayal and everything that happens with them is very odd within the episode. Yeah, I think that they devote so little time to it that it's not really worth having. It's yeah. a bit out um, of nowhere. Um, yeah, but I suppose it does. It does track with the two characters, the Kill Crazy and the other one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. But we, like you say, Dan, we we couldn't have more time to set up this, but we had to have the "see you in ten minutes" gag over yeah. and over, oh, yeah. and over again. That was clearly so important yeah. to the to the plot. But yeah, that, that, but that's what I mean, though. It's like when it happened, I was literally like, "Oh, right, okay." Like this is just this is happening now, mm. and now and now they're gorillas because you See, know that, that's that was the thing that I was I was thinking about. Sorry to interrupt you, but. No, no, no. The, the the we never see them do that. And the first time, so I kind of watched this twice because I watched it last night quite late. Wrote my notes and then watched it again just to make sure that I understood the plot and everything. Um, and when I watched it today, I was like, this doesn't quite pan. If you look at the story as a whole, 
the fact that these boys get turned into apes or gorillas doesn't work with with how the story works. They just kind of turn around and just go, oh, no, here's, here was the problem we had, but it's okay, it sorted itself out. Yeah. They've, it's they've kind removed of, themselves from the equation. It's very, yeah, it's kind of all dealt with yeah. off screen, and I know mm. what you mean. It, it does feel like, oh, that's very convenient. I, I mean, it does make sense with the cat again with the characters. Yeah. They're very, you know, they can't work out how to work it. It makes sense that they would do something stupid that would end up hurting themselves. But uh, yeah, I do know what you mean. It could have maybe had some more time to maybe we could have seen that happen, or I don't know something a bit more possibly. I yeah, it, it doesn't seem to work in the fact maybe because I was thinking maybe there's something that I've missed in my head from the scene in between or the scenes in between rather where they're they're doing something the one would have been useful or whatever and they don't have it so that's why they took it away from them um you know the writers uh but it doesn't seem to quite work that way and they just go oh we need that one thing ah there it is we'll just take that and carry on with the rest of the episode i mean they are i think it's it's almost like it's a it's a joke but it's a sort of like slightly hidden joke yeah Um, it's a kind of like if you watch it again you'll see this little bit where they... And I was like, oh, right, they've turned themselves into apes. That's actually quite... That is quite humorous, but we never see it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, but just to backtrack by a scene, when, when they do go to the captain's office again, the, I did the delayed time stream beat, I did find that quite funny. Yes. It's like Chris Barry and... Because uh, they're getting mm. beaten up. Uh, because, yeah. Because of the beating they got earlier that didn't affect them, it's now affecting them. Yeah. Yeah, I just found that whole delay thing and how they're like throwing themselves around and the face. Like, I thought that was just done really well. So yeah, a captain's office scene this episode that I did like and that I didn't think yeah. was too long. So that's a you know that's a plus. I, I especially like that they've just got like plasters across their face. Yes, uh, yes. for the rest of the episode yeah. uh, from the from the beatings and stuff that they've taken. But no, that that scene with the them getting getting beaten up is quite cool. I like the the shot in particular where they're sort of like pushed against the wall. Mm, and the camera yeah. follows them. I thought that was a that was a lovely shot. And, yeah, you know, they that's, don't really need that's to one go that's, to that effort. That was used in the title sequence as well, mm. wasn't it? Um, yeah, I did wonder how that fitted in. Um, but they get they get the wand back, and they start basically hit undo, hit Control Z on everything, mm. and <laughs> yeah. start undoing things, including bringing Birdman back, which I was very happy yes. about because I like Birdman. Yeah, yeah. The, the good old Welsh Birdman. And um, but then. Rimmer insists on destroying the time wand, uh, mm. yes. but after they destroy it, they realise there's an egg. Uh, the yes. dinosaurs laid an egg, so they've got they've turned the they've turned it back into a bird, so that's fine. Then they destroy it, and then they realise there's an egg, but they don't have the time wand anymore. Um, and the baby egg, uh, the baby, the egg hatches, and they runs to, away. Runs away, and there's <laughs> another chase, but it's them trying to chase it into an elevator and stuff. Um, I did quite find it funny when it then goes into the room where the captain is ha- in the process of having a massage and yes. his ma- masseur has gone off. Uh, and so he's face down on the massage table and the dinosaur starts licking him, I think. And yeah. he thinks yeah. it's, it's the masseuse. <laughs> that, that was funny. How, however, again, however they designed that, because I think that the baby dinosaur was very clearly not CGI mm. the whole way through, which I thought was a great choice. I'll always, yeah. I think, favour practical effects over CGI, personally. Um, but I yeah, mean, in this era, definitely, it. I think. 
Oh no, I, I meant just in general. Just in, in yeah. any like film, I mean, TV. I just I just prefer practical. I don't know what it is. I think you can have great CG, but I always like seeing something that was actually there yeah, when you it can was filmed. Touch touch it in that respect. Yeah, you? it feels it feels much realer and. Um, I think I think now, yeah. like if we're talking now, I would say that it depends on the situation, and I yeah. I prefer actually I think where they use a mix is good where they use model work and enhance yeah. it with cg is often the probably the best mm. way um in modern stuff but that's a they were getting such a... i mean yeah <laughs> I, mean, I i was gonna go oh you know that shot from spider-man where they've you know cg'd him to into a city and all this kind of stuff and oh, nobody but had an eyelid yeah. and then <laughs> and then yeah no one noticed and and even that even that even though that that was all cg no one um no one cared and we're complaining about you know little uh little ships flying around and yes. how that looks strange yeah. and now with the technology that we have nowadays but i would see it as the um as the style less than the uh you know the, the limits it was it was like the intentional decision to make it look like that because in universe that's how things should look mm. if that makes like I, 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 that's kind of how I look back on things like older Doctor Who because I base it off that. But I've, sorry, I've, you tried to shut down the tangent and I brought the tangent back up no, again. No, no, you go for it. Yeah, but because, you know, if you look at even the Dave stuff, maybe because they were trying to do it on the cheap. Um, but that follows the same sort of look. Um, maybe, maybe trying to make it look cheap ended up being more expensive um, or something like that uh, because they'd have to uh, create more, I suppose. Um, but I think that, as a whole, that this it becomes more of a style thing than a, a limitation for me. And that you know that dinosaur with the little legs in the egg, I thought that that was that was a really good bit of work for that. Essentially, just that one shot, um, that hard, hardly anything really. And they still uh, maybe they, because you can hire them, can't you? Things like that. You, maybe they hired it from a different prop store or something like that. Um, yeah. or, or built it themselves, um, but I think that, that that was such a cool thing for them to do, and I think I found it funny, even though it wasn't really supposed to be funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the egg running around with two little legs sticking out was, yeah. was funny, and that's that's it. It reminded me of so. I'm sure there was a a character, maybe it was a cartoon. Was it one of the um? Was it one of the Looney Tunes cartoons that used to have? An egg, like it was a chicken egg or something, but it was just like it had two eggs sticking out, two legs sticking out, and that was the character. I can't. It's I, yeah, I've got an image in my head because I, when I watched it, I thought that, that I recognised it somewhere, but I could not figure out where. I don't know why, but I thought to like rag dolls or something, but rag dolls uh, yeah, doesn't sound right. I, I think like it's that, a Looney yeah. Tunes character or similar, something like that. I'm pretty sure it's a cartoon, but anyway, that's what it reminded me of, and I, and I did think that was funny. Um, and then we get the final scene, which is kind of in the captain's office again. Um, mm-hmm. The final captain's office scene. And he's suffering from a bit of PTSD. He can't, he's gone mute. And he's just holding up cards saying what he's what he's telling them. And uh, he's um, he's going to he's taking himself. He, he says the, something about the hole, for, which is where they were sent last time, part of the prison, for 12 months. And then reveals that he's going to the hole for 12 months yeah. to recover i don't know who's gonna like run the ship for the next 12 months, yeah but... yeah i did like the title cards thing though it did make mm. me laugh and i think again it's a testament to 
the actor playing Captain Hollister because obviously his facial expressions and body language whilst doing it, I think, really helped add to it as well. So, um, I was quite, I, I quite like the ending. Um, in terms of because sometimes, and I mean, you've if you've heard that you've heard the show, Dan, so you, you'll probably know. But I know sometimes we think if the, sometimes they end on a joke that we might find a bit flat or an ending that just happens and that's it. But I don't know. I I, I didn't mind this one. I quite liked it. I don't know what you thought. Well, I thought that for for me, I think that it was a little bit flat. For, okay. From the because I felt like practically, I, so I liked the whole card thing, but mm. the fact that he'd want to go in the hole instead of that. So are they going to become like the captains of the ship next week? <laughs> like, what, you know, what's this? Oh, that's the end of the episode, right? Okay, but yeah, yeah. I did see I, there's a there's a fan theory that like the next episode must therefore take place at least 12 months later because he said he's going. Ah. So so th- that's if you take him at his word here that he's going to go and live in the hole right, for 12 months right. to get away from everybody. The next episode must be there for 12 months later. We, we'll see what we think about that next week. But um, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it? yeah, it's it a little right. bit odd, isn't it? It's... it's, it's I feel like there's a more natural way to end the episode. Well, I can't, I can't think of it myself. But I feel like they could have worked on a different way to end the episode that would have summarized yeah. it a little bit more than. Maybe I don't. You know, I think, like Adam said, I don't think it's the worst ending we've got. Oh, we've, no. got we've had some some episodes mm. which have gone like oh, that. That's it. That's how you're ending it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but this one kind of felt like it. Oh, it did. You know, it it had been wrapped up at least. And well, the joke wasn't too bad. And I guess we haven't had a resolution to Pete Jr. Now that's that I'm a good point. About it. No, yeah, no, we haven't. Yeah, have we? Where he, is that he, they, dino? Because they don't say like they destroyed it or anything. Like he's just saying, "Oh, I've got PTSD." But so I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Next week, I don't know if he's going to pop up or if it's going to be one of those red dwarf things where we've established this and now we're never going to talk about it again. And you shouldn't think about it until like as this show tends ten to years later. Until ten years later, when, when we just bring it up. <laughs> they, again. they mention like that there's a dinosaur roaming around the lower decks that they never yeah. dealt with. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I can imagine them doing that. To be they probably fair. would. They, they might. They would. may have done already. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, when this finished, though, I thought, I mean, if I had to summarize this, I thought as as a part two, I found it a little disappointing. Um, the stakes didn't really, like, in terms of Pete and the threat and stuff, hmm. I thought it could have been a, made even great, like, the stakes even greater. Because we only see, like you say, we only see Pete in the lower decks. It never feels like he's threatening the whole ship or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It, it just feels like a yeah. very subdued threat. And then also, I feel like this, if this was the story they were going to tell, I feel like this didn't need to be two half an hour episodes. I feel like maybe this could have been one extend, mm. you know, like one 45 minute episode maybe. Because as we've said, I just think there's there's too many scenes in both parts that just either feel like they're there for the sake of being there. And sometimes they're funny, like mm. to a degree, like the Archie scene, as we said. But then sometimes they're not. And I, I don't know. I just don't think if this is the story they were going to tell, I don't think it needed to be two parts like this. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, it's a similar thing with it was a similar thing with Back in the Red, wasn't it? Where that could have that could have been a hour long episode or a two parter, maybe because they had so mm. much in there. I mean, they had a whole like previously on section, which was like four minutes long 
in that yeah. in one of those. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah. yeah. It, I think that's a thing this season. There's a lot of padding this season as well. Um, yeah, which is a bit of a what shame. Do, what do you think, Dan? What's your summary oh. of of the Pete saga? So. I think that just like the back in the red um, three-parter, that the structure of a two-parter within Red Dwarf just doesn't work very well, because mm. I think that the show is at its best when it can do a thirty minutes of humour, and it can kind of call back at the end, and I think that it ties it up nicely that way. Um, with yeah. this one, I think they tried to do both. They tried to tie it up in some respects, um, you know, because they had the whole basketball thing at the yeah. start of the first part. So, you know, that could have been an episode, I suppose, by itself, but probably wasn't strong enough to hold it, so they shoved it in there. Um, and then, how, so that's kind of like its own separate thing in, in part one. And then part two is the, you know, the dinosaur on the loose. And um, I think that just overall, the structure of it doesn't quite function. Um, you know, my favourite episode um, so far has been, I think, probably Cassandra, because I think it worked... Mm. I think its premise was a lot better. Um, even though I like the whole time dilation stuff and how you know you you can sort of de-evolve things or evolve things to different points in its timeline. You know, like people become apes and um, you know birds become dinosaurs, which I think is loosely what happened <laughs> in a very loose way. Uh, but I think that it just needs that little thing that just ties it up that just finishes it off nicely and um yeah. i don't think that it quite had that it was it was more the the fact that they thought right we're going to do this two parter we're going to make it you know we're going to have a dinosaur it's going to be an epic you know and then we're going to just wipe it out with essentially an undo button and all the consequences you know consequences are light in red dwarf anyway but to quite literally stand there and just press the button to remove the th- the plot of the episode, I thought that cannot have been, you know, the be- that, that's not narratively the best idea. I don't mm. know what you guys thought to that because it was a bit of a, a kind of a conclusion I reached in a, a state of rage. Then it it was a case of just sitting there thinking, so you've done all this and that never happened. Yeah, I didn't mind the un- I didn't mind the undo the undo button thing um, mm. so much. It was that was that kind of fitted with the with how the wand seemed to have established to work you know it's fairly loose you know you can undo things you yeah. can redo things and given how the the dinosaur was created it's kind of how i imagined that they would just turn it i imagine they would just turn it back into the bird from the moment they turned yeah, it into yeah. a dinosaur so i that didn't bother me at all so uh, i don't know maybe maybe uh. it's it's a bit it's a bit of an odd thing because from red dwarf that's like the perfect thing that they always do you know they always kind of go you know in the last minute or so just we'll just wrap this up quickly um and you know job done um so i suppose i can't be mad at it for that but i just felt like if you're going to devote an hour to something it it should have a, a a conclusion that has some weight to it um or as much weight yeah. as red dwarf can give it yeah oh fair enough um, we've got a. Well, that's it. That's Pete's part two. Um, that's where it ends. Uh, so we have some regular features on the show where we talk about our favourites of the episode, our favourite characters, our funniest moment, and we give it a ranking out of ten, a scutter score out of ten scutters. So, Dan, what was who was your out of the whole episode? It can be for any reason whatsoever. It doesn't have to be because they were the funniest. It could be because they had the most story that touched you it could just be because they pulled a funny face you really liked whatever 
Yeah. Who is your favourite character in the episode? <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that because um, I've chosen uh, the captain character mm. because one, I don't feel like he gets enough uh, love as you know as a favourite character within the stories, but mostly because of the the delivery by the actor that plays him and the fact that he's actually been given some time to because I think you know he's in the first series if not the second as well yeah um but i'm i love the idea that he's he's here and he's that kind of straight man he's the the butt of the jokes and all this kind of stuff i like that um element so i i went with him i think the face at the end of the episode as well uh when he's grinning at them um <laughs> yeah is, is staying with me yeah. quite a lot in my mind so cool I have to give it cool. to him what about you adam yeah. Um, I'm giving it to Captain Hollister as well, um, pretty much for like all the reasons Dan just said, like the the, the way the facial expressions, just the general performance. I've loved Captain Hollister this series, so yeah, happy to give it to him. What about you, Phil? Are you making it a hat trick, or are you? Uh... You know, well, you know what, I might actually because I I actually still had this blank um, because I was oh, thinking okay. I can't really think of anybody I, in this episode that really stood out to me, but. You, you guys, in your eloquent, eloquent uh, <laughs> descriptions there, have convinced me that actually, yeah, even though he, I think some of the writing for him in this episode, like we said, we were talking about scenes going on too long and stuff, mm. uh, what he did with what he had, uh, there was some good stuff in there and like, say, facial, good facial expressions, good delivery and all that. So, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to Captain Hollister as well. Why not? Lovely. Um, what about Funniest Moments? Dan? Okay, mine's um, something we actually haven't talked about um, because it's quite a subtle joke. Um, but there's a joke in which they go into the captain's office and uh, Rimmer does his salute, um, yes. as you noticed, and as he always does. And it goes on slightly too long and then he finishes. And then uh, Lister just, just puts his wave, hand up and waves. And I just, I just felt that uh, that nice. joke was was good, uh, was good. just made me laugh each time I saw it. I think it's, it's in... I think it's done maybe three times throughout the entire two-parters. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I quite enjoyed that joke, so I'm going to give it to that one. I'd um, never noticed his little wave. I'm going to have to look out for that now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a great one. Uh, Adam? Uh, mine's one we have talked about, just because it did make me laugh. And uh, again, I just it was a it was a great line for the character. Um, it's Kachansky's line that, you know, you're a real man now because you're not in control of your penis. It just, yeah, it, it got me. So, yeah, I, I mean, agree. the audience cla- the audience clapped. I didn't clap, but I was yeah, with them in the... that's fair enough. I was with them in... You know, we've said before, sometimes we hear the audience clap and we're like, was that a clap-worthy moment? I, I'd agree that this was this was probably one. So, yeah, that's my funniest moment. Fair what enough. What about you, Phil? Um, I'm also going not with the same moment, but also with one of the, one of the Archie moments... Um, and it's Crichton's line about, don't be alarmed, my penis is on the loose, or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> don't be alarmed, it's just my penis on the loose. Yeah. No, yeah. no fear. Uh, no fear. Just again, just, it's, yeah. Robert Llewellyn is great with delivery of lines all the time, really. Um, so that was just another great delivery. I mean, it was. I think it was slim pickings in this episode, to be fair. Um, but that I only had two things marked as possibilities, and that was that was one of them. So I'm going to oh, give it nice. to that. What about marks out of 10? Um, Dan, how many scutters out of 10 are you giving this episode? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, five scutters, I think. Okay. I, I initially okay. wrote six, but then I thought I'm just going to put it down a bit because I think that some of the jokes, I think, j- long and d- don't need to be there. And yeah. I think it could have been devoted to more interesting things. Like I'm a big fan of um, the science elements and including that in within um, Red Dwarf. And I like it when they do that kind of stuff. 
Um, and this one's very, very, very loose. Um, you know, that that one doesn't quite yeah. f- fit. Um, but yeah, I give it a five because I think that it just... There's plenty of jokes that I like and um, plot lines, I suppose, that I like. But I think that overall the thing kind of just sort of doesn't quite impress me mm. uh, enough to say that it's, you know, a seven or an eight or anything like that. Okay, Adam? That's fine. Um, I'm going to give it um, a five as well, just because, well, for all the reasons we said, a lot of scenes and jokes that, quite frankly, just go on far too long, don't need to be there, just aren't funny. Again, subjective opinion, but I just don't Mm. think are funny. Um, The fact that the whole, the the Pete story, now that I've seen it, just feels a little underwhelming, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, like we said, we don't get the reveal of Pete, even as a sparrow, till the end of part one. Uh, which is fine, but then I think part two doesn't go far enough with with it. As I said, I thought the stakes could have been a lot greater. Even in, even in a comedic way, I think the stakes could have been a lot greater. Um, not that there were some good moments, like we said, we've talked about some good stuff. But yeah, just a just a bit disappointed. That is one, is that your lowest score? No, I think I want to say I gave Crytek TV lower. Did you? Okay, um, I'd have you to give listen that a 4.5. back. <laughs> I think I, I might have given it just a four because I think okay. at the time when we did it a few weeks back, I think I think both of us said I can't remember if it was both of us. I think I said at least it was my worst one. Probably, not, maybe tying yeah, with yeah, tying with body I can't swap. I can't remember. We've had a bit of a recording break of a month where we haven't recorded any episodes, so yes. um, we're struggling to remember even like a few episodes yeah. ago now. But it, it, it's one of my lowest scores yeah. for definite. Yeah. yeah, I don't often give a five or below. No, yeah, so. that's fair enough. Um, mm. I'm I'm also low, not quite as low as you guys. I have given it a six. Um, okay. it's, yeah, it was a disappointment perfect. from even from part one. Um, I quite enjoyed part one, I think. I can't remember what I gave part one a month ago when we recorded it. But um, I, I did. I I think I liked more of that than I did of this. This episode felt like yeah. it dragged in too many places that mm. it just, yeah, I was bored through some of it. So, yeah, uh, I just feel like it's the, like the last little bit. You know, it's like the last 10 minutes, I suppose. That's yeah. been stretched a little bit. Um, but there we go. Um, so not a not an overall great score for um, for Pete Part 2. Uh, what did you think of it at home? Let us know in the comments below on YouTube if you're watching or listening to this on YouTube. Uh, or, you know, if you're listening on one of the other podcast platforms, then you can always tweet us at alldeaddavepod and tell us what you thought of it. So do you do that too. Please do. Please um, do. Where, Dan, where people find you and your youtube and your twitter and stuff on the internet how do people find you uh so my my name is uh dan johnson on youtube um on twitter it's dag studios six there's a picture of my face there um i think i'm sort of like scratching my beard or something um like that and then i've got a tiktok which is just dan underscore johnson Ooh, uh, what do you do on your tiktok i should really post on there more often um but i post just sort of like dare i say jokes um jokes that come to me but just thoughts that come to me that i don't feel like i could do a video on um because they just wouldn't be you know worth the time or you know be worth the length you know to be about a minute long um so i just kind of share opinions and stuff like that and it's i i quite enjoy doing it to be fair it's a nice little break i suppose nice uh, from time to time Nice. I keep thinking maybe I should start a TikTok, and then I'm like, "That's a young, that's a young man's game." 
I'm too old for TikTok now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Adam, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, for me, uh, you can find me on YouTube, Adam Martin with the Y. I, I do all sorts, really. Been doing a lot of documentary style stuff recently. Um, yeah, about, really been loving your uh, documentary uh, st- style stuff. You've been sort of oh, moving thank on to. You. It's really good. History of TV yeah. and stuff. It's been really yeah, good. Yeah, I like a lot of TV history and stuff. So there'll be more of that stuff coming. And I want to try and documentaries on other subjects I like as well. So yeah, you can check out for that. There's also Doctor Who stuff on there. If you go back through, look on the playlist. There's lots of Doctor Who content as well if you're into that. And uh, just on Twitter, if you'd, if you'd like, give me a follow. It's at Adam Martin AMTV for all my uh, daily ramblings. But yeah, and what about you, Phil? Yeah, well, you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is just my name at the moment, Philip Hawkins. Um, and on there, it's been a bit quiet recently because I've, I've had a broken laptop, so I haven't been making any videos because I haven't been able to edit them. So for the last month, there's barely been any videos. Um, but I'm going to start start ramping up the production again now. So hopefully by the time this comes out, there'll be some more recent videos on there. And it's things like Doctor Who, the MCU, Star Trek, any geeky pop culture that I like, I tend to make videos about. So check that out as well. And this podcast goes up there, of course. So um, yes. you can see uh cartoon versions not moving cuts just like still cartoon versions of me and adam on the screen with a little squiggly line to go along with your podcast listening if you so desire that's right um that's that's where you can find me and on twitter i'm at culture filter but filter is p-h-i-l-t-e-r because my name's phil i like a little bit of wordplay like that (laughs) (laughs) we like wordplay yeah so uh so do check that out as well um yeah, well, that's the end. Thank you for joining us, Dan. It's lovely to have oh, you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for Hi, having me. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's been like like listening to a podcast while it's live. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been very odd. There's yeah. moments I've just sat back and just gone, this, is a re- this isn't a recording. This oh, is yeah. actually happening. I have happening. to actually contribute yeah. to this. Hold on. Yeah. I've got to say stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on. Um, we, Me and Adam will be back next week to review the finale of season eight uh so mm. that'll be exciting and then uh, then there's the we're gonna have some specials after that we're gonna do a q a yeah. so if you've got any questions for the q a leave them in the comments below or on our uh, send them to our twitter accounts um we're gonna do a ranking we're gonna rank all the episodes oh. without looking back at our scores so <laughs> uh and then Might i'm gonna and then we're gonna compare them to our scores and see if they uh, come out the same or not oh so, yeah that's, that's uh, they probably they won't. probably won't foreshadow yeah it now. i mean we've been recording not. this podcast for uh, uh, over a year now haven't we so um so yeah. those early mm. ones are quite distant in the memory now but yeah <laughs> but there we go so and we're gonna we, we'll have some other specials before we then move on to uh back to earth so do look forward to all of that. Thanks for watching. Yes. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.